Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening whenever you happen to be listening to this podcast. This is the Jayhawker Talker Podcast, a podcast affiliated with the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. My name is Mark Van Sickle. Let's get rolling with today's episode. What a night for the Jayhawks. Kansas basketball back and in action in full force, 3-0 and on the season after a 69-64 win over the Duke Blue Devils. So yes, that means that Kansas has now beat Duke in football and basketball in the same fall. Very excited about that. But after the Jayhawks got off to a hot start in that game against Duke, they cooled off right before halftime into the first part of the second half. It was looking uh, like we were going to be a little bit nervous heading into the end of the game. But what really matters is the final three minutes of the game Kansas went on a 15-5 to run, and they end up winning the game 69-64. Let's talk about some of these player performances because the Jayhawks have quite the bench this year. You've got your big three guys that everybody's been talking about, Jalen Wilson. You've got Kevin McCuller Jr. and Dewan Harris, the big three that we're going to be talking about all season long. But then you've got your bench players that are going to be uh, chiming in and playing well as well as the season goes along. And each different night, somebody else might be stepping up. So against the Duke Blue Devils, it was one of your big three last night. It was Jalen Wilson who led the way with a career-high 25 points. Also a career-high in rebounds. You had 11 rebounds and added five assists as well. Wilson took over the game when he needed to. But there is every game you can always look at something that these guys can improve on. And I know Coach Self is going to be doing that as the season rolls along when he gets back into action since he's suspended the first four games of the season. But that's a whole other story in and of itself. We don't need to get into that. But Jalen Wilson... 0 for 7 from behind the arc, 0 for 7 from 3. So that is definitely the part of Jalen Wilson's game he's going to need to work on going forward. He can hit the three-pointer. He just wasn't having the shots fall last night. But to his credit, he still got 25 points, which was a career high. Like I said, 11 rebounds, which was also a career high. So great game from Jalen Wilson. He stepped up when they needed him the most, hit some free throws down the stretch, and helped uh, propel Kansas to their 69-64 win over Duke. And just like the team, the team was ebbing and flowing just like Grady Dick because Grady Dick started out slowly and then surged late in the game. So that was exciting to see from Grady Dick, even though midway through the game, about halftime, you know, Duke was on their way back up, coming back after a slow start for Duke. Coming into the second half, KU starts out a little bit slow. Grady Dick, in fact, uh, was getting into a little bit of foul trouble, wasn't playing as well on the defensive side of the ball. But when they brought him back at the end of the game, Dick scored seven of the team's final 11 points down the stretch, finished the game with 14 points on the night. And at the end of the game, he hit a huge three-pointer that gave KU their first lead since early in the second half. And it was, it was great to see because he was struggling a little bit throughout the night, not getting as many points as he did the first couple of games. But Grady Dick, with that three-pointer, giving KU the 59-58 lead and just showing what he can do on the offensive end. He can put up a three-pointer. 
He got a dunk during that stretch. He got a crazy layup, which he had a couple of those in the first half, some and-one plays where he just he, – he ends up falling on the floor, but just putting up some crazy layup off the backboard and getting the shot to fall. He just seems like he can make shots from anywhere on the court. And last night was no exception. 14 points on the night, seven of the team's final 11 points in the game. Hats off to Grady Dick helping uh, get KU that 69 64 win over Duke. And then you had your silent leader on the floor, the guy that was kind of overlooked by the broadcast crew, the guy that does all the dirty work, the guy that doesn't really get talked about, but Dewan Harris, your quiet MVP of the game. His defense was absolutely exquisite. He consistently set up his teammates to succeed. He had 11 or he had 10 assists on the night. He added six points and four rebounds as well. If you're looking at a championship caliber team, you have to have a Dewan Harris type player on your team. And Dewan Harris is going to go out there every night. If he needs to score 15 points in a game, he'll score 15 points. If he needs to give out 10 assists and dish out 10 assists, that's what he's going to do. And that's what he did last night. Just one of those all-around solid players can do whatever you need him to do. He He's easily coached up. And in the post-game interview with Holly Rowe, him and Jalen Wilson, you can just tell the team chemistry is still off the charts. Last year, team chemistry is what Bill Self said got them to the championship game, just being able to work together, play together, and feed off of each other as they built toward that championship. This team seems a lot like last year's team, even though they have new freshmen into the mix. They have Kevin McCullough Jr., who's a transfer seems like these guys just play well together, and they're showing that after that 69-64 win over Duke, uh, beating a top-10 team this early in the season with so many young players and new players on the squad without Bill Self on the bench, that is an impressive win for the Kansas Jayhawks early in the season. And I'm really excited to see what Kansas does now, 3-0 and on the season, Kansas is going to be hosting Southern Utah this Friday night at Allen Fieldhouse, 7 p.m. It's going to be on ESPN+. And then next week, of course, we've got Thanksgiving, and they're going to be playing in the Battle for Atlantis tournament, and they're playing NC State on Wednesday the 23rd. That's their first game of the Battle of Atlantis. So I think the Jayhawks, they've they've got some tough tests coming up still in the non-con schedule. But they got their first one out of the way with that 69-64 win over Duke. Very excited to see what Kansas can do this season. And getting off to the 3-0 start with the win over Duke definitely helps ease some of our nerves that we might have had going into the season with this young team, with the guys that haven't played together outside of through the summer. But it's a good look for Kansas. They'll probably be ranked in the top five in the next poll after beating Duke. And this is a good start to the season for Kansas. So I'm excited to see where the college basketball season goes from here. Let's talk about some KU football. Unfortunately, they didn't get the win against Texas Tech. We'll start there. They dug themselves into a hole against Texas Tech. Ended up losing the game. 43-28 was the final score. But... It started out early. Texas Tech just tactical drive down the field. Donovan Smith runs it in for a touchdown only about three minutes into the game. On KU's first possession, 
on offense, they actually surprised me a little bit. Lance Leipold uh, does some some things that might be a little bit out of the box, but they went for it on fourth and one on their side of the field. So it was a bit of a risky play by the Kansas Jayhawks, but they pulled a play out of their hat that nobody was expecting. It was a play-action pass to their tight end, Jared Casey, 66-yard touchdown from Jason Bean to Jared Casey. I know everybody was kind of looking to see if Jalen Daniels might be in the game, but no, Jason Bean started against Texas Tech, and starting the game out looked like it was all right. But from there, the Red Raiders scored 17 unanswered points. So midway through the second quarter, it's 24-7, to and things were not looking good for the Jayhawks. They weren't. 24-7 to in the first half, not looking good. But to Kansas's credit, they tried to claw their way back into the game. They tried to fight their way back, and they added two touchdowns of their own before halftime. So they cut the lead to 24-21. to Now this is where things get a little bit dicey. You're feeling good. You're thinking the Jayhawks have some momentum going into halftime. You're thinking, all right, maybe we can get another touchdown going into half, potentially. But some things went wrong right before halftime. You don't like to see things go wrong right before halftime in a football game. And here's here's what went wrong. The Kansas defense actually started playing really well in the second half of the second quarter. So leading up to halftime, Cave's defense was playing pretty well. They allowed one first down to Texas Tech, who plays hurry-up offense the entire game. Uh, the defense definitely gets winded when you're playing a team like Texas Tech. But te- Kansas got to stop. Texas Tech went for it on fourth down, just outside of field goring, so they were kind of in no man's land. There was only a minute left in the half. They decide to go for it. On fourth down, KU comes up with a big defensive stop at about the 40-yard line. So they have 50 seconds to work with to try to get into field goal range and possibly tie the game going into the half, or if they can get lucky, break a play and get a touchdown and have the lead going into halftime. Well, what happens? Kansas picks up a first down. So they get to about midfield, and you're thinking, all right, Call the timeout. Maybe get into field goal range. You still got a little bit of time left. You still got 40 seconds left to maybe get into field goal range. Well, one pass later, Jason Bean gets intercepted with 13 seconds left in the half. And that's not what you want to see by Jason Bean. You you think that maybe he's starting to get some momentum, can get you into field goal range, maybe tie the game. And then he throws an interception, a bad interception at that. It wasn't close. So what happens next? You think, you know, maybe maybe Texas Tech will just kneel down and go to halftime. No, that's not what happens. Texas Tech drops back and throws a pass, hits the wide receiver on the sideline so that they can set up for a long field goal heading into halftime. Well, what happens? They make the 51-yard field goal and extend their lead to 27-21 at halftime. So Texas Tech ends up leading 27-21 at halftime when it could have been 20-24 or 24-24. It could have been tied at halftime. KU blew that with the interception, 
and then Texas Tech ends up getting points out of it. Just an absolutely terrible way to end the first half. And then that led into the second half, in which Texas Tech mostly dominated. There was no scoring in the third quarter. Uh, Kansas got as close to within five points in the second half, but that's as close as it got. And Kansas ends up losing the game 43-28. And once again, the criti- the criticism is on uh, Jason Bean this week. Hate to say it, he's played admirably throughout his time as the starter for the Jayhawks this year. They just haven't been able to win many games. When you saw Jalen uh, Daniels at the beginning of the year start the season 5-0, and and then you go to Bean, and yes, it was a little bit of a tougher schedule when you get into conference play, but the turnovers got to go. Unfortunately for Bean, two huge turnovers, one at the end of the first half that we already talked about, but then there was also one in the fourth quarter when he fumbles the ball when the Jayhawks are trying to come back, and that set up Texas Tech for another touchdown. So two critical turnovers that cost Kansas points and gave Texas Tech points in the end, and that's the difference in the game. 43-28, to 28, Texas Tech wins. That's why Jalen Daniels won the starting job out of camp. That's why Jalen Daniels will start as soon as he is cleared and ready by the coaching staff, which I do believe could be this Saturday in their home finale against Texas all along, ever since the injury to Jalen Daniels against TCU. I said that the target date should be Texas at home in the home finale. That should be when Jalen Daniels should be looking at coming back. That's just kind of, I thought the six-week time frame, that fit perfectly into the timeline. So that's going to be something to look out for as KU goes into this weekend hosting Texas at David Booth Kansas Memorial Stadium. Jalen Daniels and Jason Bean listed as co-starters right now. That's how Lance Leipold's going to be playing this thing. Uh, But Texas coming to town in Lawrence, Kansas. This weekend, they're riding into Lawrence as a nine-point favorite, a battle of two teams that are six and four. So while people are thinking, you know, Kansas having a great season sitting at six and four, other people are looking at Texas thinking that that is a disappointing six and four. So both these teams coming in at six and four, but a very different six and four, I guess you could say, when you're looking at these two fan bases and hoping that your team, Texas had hopes of going to the Big 12 championship game, winning the Big 12 championship game, maybe going to a uh, New Year's Six Bowl, maybe a college football playoff, but that's not happening this year for the Texas Longhorns. Uh, It's a disappointing season for them. Meanwhile, Kansas, bowl eligible for the first time since 2008, uh, bowl eligible for the first time since... uh, Barack Obama was getting uh, his uh, first term as president. That's that's how many years ago it was that Kansas played in a bowl game. But this is uh, this is going to be an interesting game in Lawrence on Saturday. They're trying to pack out the booth again. They're trying to pack out and sell out Can- David Booth, Kansas Memorial Stadium. Once again, they've been selling out every home game this year, and they want to sell out one more game. They don't want to see Texas fans filling up the booth. They want Kansas fans out there. And uh, Coach Lance Leipold and his wife have actually uh, set up a system to where KU students can get free tickets 
and they are, uh, I, I guess I was going to say they're hosting that online, but it's not really hosting. They just put it up so you can get your free tickets if you go to kuathletics.com if you are a Kansas student listening to this podcast. So definitely go out there and support the Jayhawks this weekend. Uh, should be an interesting game. But you're thinking back to last season when the Jayhawks went to Austin, Texas and pulled out the absolutely legendary game that nobody's going to forget anytime soon, at least not in Kansas football history, winning a game 56-55 to on the road against Texas in overtime. And, of course, the legend of Jared Casey was born that day, catching the two-point conversion. Also, the confidence in head coach Lance Leipold and the confidence of the team was born that day. That kind of boosted Kansas into what they've been this year, which is a six-win football team. So that's going to be something to look out for this week. You know Texas is going to want revenge. You know Kansas has the confidence they they can go into this game and win the game at home against Texas. Jason Bean versus Jalen Daniels is the starting cornerback. That's going to be something to look out for as we go into Saturday. The battle of the running backs. Both running backs on these teams are absolutely incredible. Bijan Robinson of the Texas Longhorns. Devin Neal having an absolutely incredible stretch for the Kansas Jayhawks. Strength versus strength in the running game for both Texas and Kansas. Two of the best running backs in not just the Big 12, but two of the best running backs in the nation going at it in this game. Going to be very exciting to see. Both of these players live in person. I will be out at the game. I'm excited to attend it in person. Maybe I'll see some of you out there. Should be a great game in Lawrence, Kansas on Saturday. But here's here's something to think about, Jayhawks fans. Your Kansas Jayhawks can still make it to the Big 12 title game. And this is how they can do it. I'm going to let you know right now how Kansas can sneak into the Big 12 title game to play TCU at the end of the year. Here's how it's got to happen. Kansas has got to win out. They have to beat Texas and Kansas State to close out the season. So beat Texas this weekend. Beat Kansas State in the Sunflower Showdown the next weekend. And then you got to have some help along the way. You need Oklahoma to win out as well. So you, Kansas Jayhawks, need to win out. Then you need Oklahoma. You need the Sooners to win out. They need to beat Oklahoma State and Texas Tech in the final two weeks of the season. So Kansas wins out, Oklahoma wins out, beating Oklahoma State and Texas Tech the last two weeks. You need Baylor to lose out. So you cannot have Baylor winning any more games in this season. Baylor needs to lose to TCU this Saturday, and then they need to lose to Texas in the final weekend of the season. One last thing you need, Kansas fans, you need Kansas State to lose out. So you're cheering for West Virginia this weekend to beat Kansas State. That's what you want to see. You need West Virginia to beat Kansas State this weekend, and that game is happening before the Kansas game starts. So we can keep an eye on that Kansas State game as it's happening live out at the stadium while you're waiting to get in. If you're tailgating, you can keep an eye on that Kansas State game rooting for them to lose to West Virginia. And then, of course, Kansas State also needs to lose their final game at home to your Kansas Jayhawks. And that is how Kansas sneaks into the Big 12 title game. Again, Kansas win out. 
Oklahoma win out. Baylor lose out. Kansas State lose out. And then your Kansas Jayhawks make it into the Big 12 title game to play TCU in a rematch. I know it's a lot to ask, but that's the pathway on how KU can get to the Big 12 championship game. And, of course, if they get a rematch with TCU, TCU is going to be favored, no doubt. But in Week 6, you saw TCU battle Kansas and beat them 38-31. College game day was in Lawrence, Kansas that day. But Jalen Daniels got hurt in the first half. People forget about that. That was the game Jalen Daniels got hurt in the first half. If Jalen Daniels was healthy the whole game, who knows? Maybe Kansas wins that game and goes on to 6-0, and we're talking about a different whole situation right now. But it would be an exciting rematch if you could see Kansas play TCU in a rematch with a chance to go to a New Year's Six Bowl. That would be incredible. Uh, really, though, it starts with Texas. You got to one thing at a time. I know sometimes I think ahead in these things, but right now it's one game at a time. Kansas has to start it against Texas this week and get the upset against the Longhorns. The Longhorns are a nine-point favorite going into this game. So Kansas needs to go into this one, get the big win against Texas in their home finale, and then go into the Sunflower Showdown with your, a smile on your face, nothing to lose, but potentially something to gain. Uh, the Jayhawks are going to be underdogs in these last two games, but that doesn't mean that they can go out there and get the win uh, in either of these games. They could go out there and get the win against Texas. They can go out and get the win against Kansas State. We'll see what happens. But that about does it for this episode. You can get at me on Twitter. Let me know what's going on at Talker at Mark the Overseer. We can keep the conversation going there. My name is Mark Van Sickle. You've been listening to the Jayhawker Talker podcast in affiliation with the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. Check out my latest article up there at heartlandcollegesports.com. And after the game on Saturday against Texas, I will have my instant reaction article going up there as well at heartlandcollegesports.com. Check out all the articles that all of our writers have over there because there's some great coverage over at heartlandcollegesports.com. Until next time, Rock Chalk, Jayhawk.